The scripture reading today is Acts 11, 1 through 18. Now the apostles and the believers were in Judea, heard that the Gentiles had also accepted the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem and circumcised believers criticized him, saying, Why did you go to uncircumcised men and eat with them? Then Peter began to explain to them, step by step, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. There was something like a large sheet coming down from heaven, being lowered by its four corners. And it came close to me. As I looked at it closely, I saw the four-footed animals, four-footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles and birds of the air. I also heard a voice saying to me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But I replied, By no means, Lord, for nothing profane or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a second time, the voice answered from heaven, What God has made clean, you must not call profane. This happened three times. Then everything was pulled up again to heaven. At that very moment, three men sent from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were. The Spirit told me, Go with them and not to make a distinction between them and us. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered this man's house. He told us how he had seen the angels standing in his house and saying, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will give you a message by which you speak. Your entire household will be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them just as it had upon us and at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said, John, baptize with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave them the same gift that he gave us when we entered the, when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could hinder God. When, there, when they heard this, they were silenced, and they praised God, saying, Then God has given even to the Gentiles the repentance that leads to life. So this morning our text comes from Acts, which was written by Luke, and it records that Peter was getting in trouble back at the home church. He went back to Jerusalem and went to church that Sunday and got his butt chewed by the elders there. They didn't like what he was doing. Now, Pastor Ellis and I can relate to what Peter is going through. (laughs) We've been in that situation before where we've done something that the elders did not like. (laughs) And we've caught an earful. Am I right, Pastor Ellis? (laughs) We've caught an earful about... Something that we didn't do right. Sometimes they were right. Sometimes they weren't. <laughs> and it's a wise person that knows the difference. <laughs> but it's uh, in this text today, Peter is uh, coming home and re- receiving a little pushback from the home church about going to the house of a Gentile and sharing meals with Gentiles and uh, the aftermath of all of that. They seem to be hung up on this idea of eating unclean foods. And what had happened is, if it, and we're hearing kind of the retelling of the story, if you go back another uh, chapter, uh, what had happened was Cornelius is a centurion 
uh, near Joppa, who uh, was much beloved among the Jews. He had been giving them some money and all this kind of stuff and was just real well respected in his he was he was one of the good centurions which i you know i didn't know rome had those but okay and uh he was he was a beloved uh what we call a god fearer someone who wasn't jewish but kind of appreciated the jewish way of life right however he didn't he wasn't jewish and didn't keep kosher but god told him to go seek out peter well, Peter was wandering around town and uh, uh, he was hungry. And while someone was preparing him food, he fell into a trance and he received this vision of a giant uh, blanket with all of those unclean animals that uh, good church-going Jews aren't supposed to eat. Uh, you know, pig, bacon, right? <laughs> uh, lobster, some, a bunch of other things that, that just are, are forbidden in Leviticus. And it descends like a giant picnic blanket, I guess. And uh, a voice from heaven says, Peter, take and eat. Kill and eat is what he says. <laughs> and Peter says, no, 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 no. I have never let any unclean food pass my lips. But this happened three times, and God said, Do not call unclean that which I have made clean. And then he said, Cornelius is going to come look for you, go to his house, and speak to him. So that's what happened. God orchestrated this whole meeting, and Cornelius came with his, or sent some people and grabbed Peter, and Peter came to his house and stayed for a few days and shared the gospel of Christ. And in the midst of all of that, in the same way that the disciples of Jesus experienced an infilling of God's Holy Spirit, uh, in that same way, the Holy Spirit of God descended on these Gentiles. And this confused Peter. If How can this be? How can the exact same experience happen between uh, those who were chosen and those who are kind of on the outside? How can I see that same Holy Spirit thing happen to the Gentiles that I saw happening to God's people? Well, Peter concludes, God must treat everyone and that's the message that came to Peter that day. Treat them equally. Treat them as you would a brother or a sister. And that's what he told everyone when he got back to Jerusalem. And they were like, hey, we're hearing you're eating with Gentiles. Did you eat pig? <laughs> Seriously? I mean, and that, it's not... Uh, uh, they were livid. It was repugnant to his community. And it felt like a huge violation of God's word. And those good folks in Jerusalem were standing up for God's word to Peter, who was violating God's word. They were standing up for God. He said, no. God is changing the rules and expanding his arms wider than we had thought. And this, this story just makes me think of how many times 
along the way, the church has had to tell itself, wait a minute, God is doing something here. God is expanding the arms wide. And how many times we've met, you know, people have been met with resistance to all of that. Can we worship with people of different cultures? Can we worship with people of different colors? Can we worship together? No! Oh, but God is expanding arms wide. Can can women and men worship together? Can women deliver the message? Oh, wait a minute, that's not... God God says no to that. I I can quote you a verse. God doesn't want women in the pulpit. Oh, but you know what? God has blessed so many women. Their voices are needed. And the Holy Spirit that resides in me and in you is the same Holy Spirit that resides in them. And we ought to let them share the message of Christ. Amen? Amen. A A lot of resistance to that. Oh, wait a minute. Gay people, we ought to welcome them fully into the life of the church. Wait a minute, i got verses that say that's not right. But God is throwing God's arms wider. Amen? Amen. And the result of that is similar to what happened here in Acts. You know, and and it's masterfully, Luke does a masterful job of saying, look, I know. I can quote you the Leviticus verses where you're not supposed to eat those animals. (laughs) But God wants to draw wider. And, you know, God called Cornelius. It wasn't Cornelius' idea. God called Peter. It wasn't Peter's idea. (laughs) And brought them together. God was making this happen. And what Peter observes is that the same Holy Spirit that I know in James and John and Andrew, my brother, and the same Holy Spirit that I saw descend like tongues of fire and rest on the disciples, that same Holy Spirit I just watched go into my Gentile friends, Cornelius and his family, and they had the exact same experience. What can I conclude from that? But the God is at work in these people. And I ought to shut up and sit down. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you know, a, a few years ago I got talked into debating the issue of homosexuality with this guy. And that was stupid. I'm, not, I'm never going to do that again because it's... He basically wiped the floor with me. But, uh, <laughs> not because I don't know what I'm talking about, but he just, he does this for, you know, for, he does this all the time, and I'm just, I'm not used to doing, having that debate. Uh, but at one point, one of my arguments, I, I told this story about being at Kent First Baptist Church. And we were arguing, we were fighting over the issue of homosexuality. Should we allow gay people to be fully included into the, into the life of the church? Or should we put parameters on that and exclude them until they change their ways? And it was ugly. It caused a church split, really. But there was one woman 
in the church. And this is, I was kind of on the fence, to be honest, about this was, this was my kind of changing courses moment. There was this woman who, I was the youth pastor, she was, she was helping me out with the youth in youth in leadership. And she shared with me that she was a lesbian. She didn't tell this to anyone else in the congregation. She told, she told me, shared with me that she was a lesbian and she had wrestled with it for a lot of years and come to terms with her relationship with God and felt, felt fine about where she was at. And she was a pillar of that church. I've never known anyone with a deeper faith than this woman. I've never known anyone with a more committed walk with Christ than this woman. I've never known anyone who supported the church more faithfully with their their time and treasure and talent. And every time someone got up and started railing against homosexuality, uh, I, I, I said to myself, if they knew that they were talking about her, they would be ashamed of themselves. Because I see the same Holy Spirit in this person that I have seen over and over again in my life. I have seen, I've witnessed the work of Jesus and Jesus' Holy Spirit in this person's life. Who am I to tell them they do not belong here? Amen? And I never questioned it after that moment. I never looked back. I said, this is dumb. We're not having this debate anymore. I'm on this side. (laughs) And uh, I think that there are so many things like that in our lives. And I think the fact, the thing we need to be looking for is not the rule. And, you know, I love the Bible, but I'm not even sure that that's always helpful if we go back and say, hey, I found a rule that excludes you. You know, finally, I've been looking. uh, Now I finally got justification for excluding you, for pushing you away, or telling you that something's wrong with you. I got it right here. I'm not sure that's very helpful either. And I know it's touchy-feely and subjective, but what Peter tells us is the earmark of someone who belongs to the body of Christ is that Holy Spirit. Amen? That Holy Spirit that we see at work. And the thing of it is, the thing of it is, is I have seen God's Holy Spirit in the most unusual places. In places, if I weren't paying attention, I never would have expected. People that I never would have expected God's Holy Spirit to be in. I kind of want to go, Jesus, what are you doing in that person? (laughs) They don't belong to us. (laughs) That's an odd place. To put your Holy Spirit, yet there it is. And if you think about it, you know what I'm talking about. You have seen God show up. So many people where God has no business being by our standards. And yet there he is. So I invite us as the people of God to join in swinging our arms wide and looking for that Holy Spirit. And when we see it, acknowledge how wide, how deep, how vast is the love of God. Amen? Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, what a 
We have felt your Holy Spirit so many times in ourselves. We've seen it so many times in our brothers and sisters. And when we think about it, we've seen it in places we never expect it to be. May our piety or our desire to be true and righteous before you never, ever get in the way of acknowledging someone you have called, someone you have blessed, someone you have given gifts to contribute to the kingdom of God. May we never reject them based on our own failing wisdom. May we find wisdom in who you are in this world. Christ, we pray. Amen.